You're listening to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority of their families. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Todd Lesher. I'm really excited about today's episode. Today is the College Cast. So we have some of my college friends who are with me to talk to you parents about college. Thank you all for being with me. Why don't we go around the table and you can introduce yourselves. Hey, I'm Caitlin. Uh, I'm going to Liberty University and studying Global Studies within Youth Ministries. Fantastic. My name is Jaden. I go to Central Piedmont Community College here in Charlotte, and uh, I'm getting my Associate in Arts, and I have studied ministry in the past. Awesome. Hi, my name is Garrett Melton. I am at the University of South Carolina studying public health. Excellent. And I'm Brielle. I'm a junior at Charleston Southern University studying early childhood education with an elementary add-on and a minor in Spanish. Right on, you nailed that. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right, well, that's all kind of the formal stuff. So let's really help our listeners get to know you. So let's play my favorite game. Let's play a round of faves. faves. All right, so here we go. And we're going to do rapid fire. So let's start off with your childhood. What was your favorite toy as a kid definitely a baby doll power rangers hot wheels and poly pockets fantastic power rangers all right yeah power rangers man that's great all right favorite tv show in elementary school uh probably sweet life of zach and cody okay dragon tales yes (laughs) in elementary Montana. Montana, best of both worlds rocket power rocket power nice very good. Favorite after-school snack in middle school? Oh, probably Oreos. Yeah, classic. Anything with peanut butter. Okay. Still mine. I'm going to have to go with bagel bites. Okay. Definitely goldfish. Nice. Favorite song to sing in the car at the top of your lungs when you were in high school? Call me maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, my heart will go on by Celine, <laughs> by Celine Dion. I wish I could have pulled up next to the car with you <laughs> singing that yeah. out loud. True story. Uh, anything from probably Shut Up and Dance with me. Okay. Nice. Good. I'm going with Roar by Katy Perry. Nice. Nice. All right. And the last question. Favorite thing about life after high school? I feel like I already know the answer to this question, but we'll give it a shot. Freedom. Freedom, yes. Retweet freedom. <laughs> Less class time. Okay, yep. I'm going to go with freedom. Nice. Yeah, pretty <laughs> individual. I'm an individual. Yeah, I was going to I was going to yeah. say that it's you're not in high school anymore. Yeah. All right, so Today we're talking to parents with kids going off to college, maybe starting a gap year or starting their career. And I'd love for you all to share a little bit about your post-high school experience and give advice for those parents with high school upperclassmen and college-age students as they're starting to start thinking about college or even making that uh, start this very year. So let's start on the positive note. What's been the best thing about college so far? Uh, I would say the best thing about college is um, kind of getting to choose your own schedule and, you know, based off your own interests and then just kind of taking off from there and then joining whatever clubs or extracurriculars you can based off your schedule and, like, what your free time is. Yeah, it's good. Um, I would say for me it's figuring out how to be an adult 
Um, you make your own schedule. You're coming more independent, and you're not relying on your parents so mm-hmm. much. Yep. Mine would be the opportunities. Um, I got to study abroad, and being able to travel and live in a different country was the coolest thing. Nice. I think the idea of having a clean slate going in and going off from what you've had so many years in elementary school, middle school, and high school, but then not knowing anyone mm-hmm. and getting to build that who you are yeah. kind of was one of my favorite things. So there's a defining aspect to college that you all appreciated, whether it was kind of defining your schedule, what you're going to do, what you're going to study, even maybe who you are as a person, what you're going to be involved in, how you're going to spend your time, who you're going to hang out, everything like that. What are the things that surprised you most when you got to college and started? Um, So I did online this past year, so I didn't like go to a campus Mm -hmm. um but I think it's just it was very different as to pair like compared to high school like you have a set schedule that you know oh at 7 15 class starts where in college you kind of get to pick and choose Mm -hmm. and it's like like I said earlier more freedom where you have more free time and like you can figure out how to fit everything into your schedule yep yeah yeah i I went to college a long time ago, it seems like. And that was, I would agree, that was one of the things that surprised me big time is in high school, you're in school for eight hours a day. And then you have eight hours of homework when you get home. Uh, But in college, it's like I was in class for three hours. And then I get to decide what I do with all my time. What about you, Jaden? What would you say? Um, I would would say the biggest surprise (laughs) for me was that you don't have this huge uh, support of people to help you get mm, through your week or through your day. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in high school it's super easy to have your mom or your dad or grandparents, whoever around your family, just reminding you steadily to you know be doing your homework or you know balance your time. But in college, I mean, yeah, you're gonna have communication with your family, but it's not on a face-to-face or a daily basis to mm-hmm. where you know they're they're gonna be that accountability for you. You got to be a more a lot more accountable for yourself. Yep. Yeah, you got to figure stuff out on your own. What you're gonna do. I think what surprised me the most with, was how lonely it can be. Um, yeah. I like had tons of friends in high school and loved high school, but got to college and had a harder time making friends and didn't mm-hmm. feel like I really fit in and didn't really know like where I belonged in my college. Um, and I struggled with that because you see so many people who love it and think it's the best time mm-hmm. of their lives, and I did not feel that way, and that yeah. surprised me. Yeah, that's good. I think one of the... Um craziest things I thought about was kind of a combination of all of them, um, which when I got there, um, I realized that it was hard. College is hard. And in high school, I had a lot of second chances, hmm. a lot of third chances. And now it's all on me. Um, and classes got to me sometimes. So kind of finding like where I am as a student and what my work ethic was like and had to balance that out with other extracurricular things is definitely um, a real wake up. Yeah. Just kind of interested. This is a random question to throw in there. But College kind of has this glamorous side to it. You get to go off and do your own thing. But then, as you all shared around the table, it has its challenges as well. So where do you think your friends and peers are at when it comes to college? Do they go, oh, it's incredible? Or is everybody kind of going through the challenging parts of college? It's just maybe they're not being as honest as they should be or they can be. What would you all say about that? I think with a lot of my friends, a lot of people that I know kind of sugarcoat it and they mm-hmm. make it out to be like, yeah, I'm having the time of my life and I love it. Um, but if they're being really honest, it's a lot harder. They're just not um, wanting to be honest about it necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why do you think that is? 
Um, I think it's just mainly because uh, just college as a whole just has this this image going in of, you know, it's going to be the best years of your life. Uh, you know, you're finally away from your parents who, or your family or whoever. But at the same time, it's, I mean, like we just talked about, was you have that freedom of, you know, do I do my work? Do I not do my work? Do I, what do I do with my time? Do I make mm-hmm. the best of it? And um, I don't think you can really experience that reality until you actually get to college about how well you balance, you know, just your yourself. Yeah. You want to be able to prove that you can make mm-hmm. it. And so I, I would imagine that it makes it's pretty difficult to admit that you're struggling or going through a hard time there until you get to the end of the semester and your report card comes back or your GPA shows up and it's like, hey, <laughs> this is showing what's going on here, yeah. how you're spending your time and everything like that. But in the midst of it, uh, it's it's got to be difficult to admit the struggles. So when it comes to some of the things that you shared around the table, what are the the big things at each of your schools, because not every school situation is the same. We've got a couple private schools in the mix, a couple public schools, a couple community schools here in uh, in the mix in this conversation. So what are would you say are the top challenges that you and your peers are facing at college, facing in college these days? Because whether or not your parents went to college back in the day, they're probably a little different. I think they still teach at college, but that may be the only <laughs> thing that is the same. At this point, Sometimes. so what are what would you say are the uh, top challenges? Um, I think with a lot of my peers and a lot of people that go to the University of South Carolina, a lot of the big things people come in and they want to party mm-hmm. or they want to. We have kind of an area downtown that people love to go and um, just make some of the bad decisions necessarily mm-hmm. for their age. Um, and I know, like with my parents, that wasn't something that they really saw they went to a very very small Mm -hmm. private school in nashville but i'm kind of immersed in seeing that and a lot of people that i'm in class with or high school friends so i think that's Mm -hmm. kind of a big struggle there okay mine's kind of the opposite i go to a private christian school and i think that the hardest thing that a lot of us struggle with is finding true community Hmm. um being in a christian environment it's really easy to sugarcoat it and act like we are all this huge one big community um but a lot of times like it gets and it like forms a huge bubble and then people aren't reaching outside of the bubble or you get so caught up in this bubble that you forget that there's even a world outside of it. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to decipher of like who is genuinely interested in diving deeper into the word with you and like wanting to grow with you versus your friends who are just like put on the show because they're at a Christian school. Mm-hmm. Which is really, really interesting because there's probably some similarities in the contrast mm-hmm. from Garrett's experience at USC, your experience at... Uh, Charleston Southern, is this search for belonging, mm-hmm. right? They're just in different places. But to tr- to find that true, uh, authentic connection with people, mm-hmm. and there's just that, that longing and that search is there. What about the two of you? Would you add anything to that challenge? Yeah, I mean, I would just say, um, I mean, with me, it's a little bit different because I came from Montreal College, which is, you know, only about 800 people on campus. Mm-hmm. So it's super close, super tight-knit, and... Uh, it was super easy to find your group there with it being so small. And then I came home to Charlotte, to Central Piedmont, where, you know, there's five campuses. And um, a lot of the people are either their focus is, you know, graduating in two years or it's transferring out as fast as they can. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just more of um, finding the right group of people that, you know, despite, you know, what their end goal might be, that they're making the best of their situation that they're in at the current moment. Yeah, so. yeah, that's good. Um, I would say it's hard to find motivation to do schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Um 
being online for a year, it's really hard. Like you just want to lay in bed all day and like you create your own schedule. There's Mm -hmm. like no strict class time. It's all on your time. And so I would say it would be hard to find motivation to do what you're supposed to do. But I would also say at Liberty too, um, they have a lot of extracurricular activities. And so I would say, I think it's going to be a challenge for me this year as well to find the motivation to do the schoolwork just because I'm like, I want to find friends and like, I want to go rock climbing, like, you know, just all these things. And so as great as it is, I think it will be hard to find the motivation to do Mm -hmm. the schoolwork. Yep. So hold those challenges in your head uh, because I want to be able to give you the opportunity to give parents some advice about helping their college kids navigate this while at the same time give them space to figure it out and grow on their own as well. But I want us to talk about faith as well. Uh, Because whether or not you go to a Christian school, faith can be taken with you or it can be left at home, no matter where you end up. So when it comes to your personal faith, how can college-age people bring faith to college and live it out without leaving it behind? I think the number one thing um, going into college, I know with myself, is I create a list. What are some things that I can't live without and what are some things I can do without? Some ideals that I want to stick to um, and be like, this is Mm non-negotiable. Going into college with friends or activities or extracurriculars, whatever that sense it was. And one of those big things was I need a small group or Mm -hmm. need a life group. Um, And that was also another thing, um, a domino effect, kind of with I need to find a church. Um, finding that and then finding a sense of community outside of there. And I think that was huge. Um, And the one thing was setting aside time with the Lord every single day. Mm -hmm. I don't get that time every single day because college is packed and I have a lot of things going on, but saying that's the most important thing, starting my day. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that was one of the things that I thought going in was non-negotiable. Establishing some priorities. Of course, of course. Very good. Um, Yeah, I would second that. I mean, my faith wasn't strong until after high school. Mm -hmm. Um, I did a gap year and did youth with a mission. And so I kind of jumped into the Christian bubble. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would definitely say priorities and knowing, like for me personally, I need to stay in that Christian bubble to keep my morals Mm -hmm. intact and stuff. So I would definitely say priorities. Okay, good. Yeah, I know with me, um, I had sat down with one of my mentors and I just came up with a two-year plan, just kind of long-term, mm. um, what I wanted to achieve in six months, what I want to achieve a year from now, and then, you know, so on, two years. And um, just along the way, kind of realizing, you know, what would actually help me achieve those goals. And I mean, I think the faith, um, or just having faith in general in college will kind of go a long way in that because, I mean, for the most part, I mean, you know, you know, what you should and should not be doing. and. Mm-hmm. I know with me, like, those are things that definitely hit home with me is just, like, kind of knowing what I needed to do to get where I needed to be. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah, I think for me it was more of I needed accountability. Mm -hmm. Um, College brings so much freedom, and so if you are, like, not having to go to class, no one's checking in on you. The same thing can happen in your faith. If no one's checking in on you, um, you're not necessarily motivated to get out your Bible and read every day. Um, And so I just had to find that group of people who were going to hold me accountable and remind me of, like, how much happier I am and how much joy I find in the Lord and how much better my days are when I am diving into the word. Mm -hmm. Or like I would talk to my mentor back here um, and just she helped keep me accountable all of my college time so far. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. There's so many different ideas here that are really good advice. And I'm going to throw in another random question here. When Whether you have priorities or community or accountability or mentors or a plan, we're going to trip up. We're going to stumble along the way. That's just life. 
right? It's not limited to college. But what's your advice to parents to pass on to their kids or even to maybe a, a college student who's listening in to this by chance because they heard you all were on this and like, that's my friend, I got to listen to them. <laughs> what advice would you have to them to encourage them? Hey, when you hit that speed bump or you trip up or you stumble, how to get back on track, especially when it comes to your faith? What, what has been your story or experience in those moments, if anybody has anything? Um, I know for me, it was just super easy to um, kind of forget where I came from. And, you know, it's easy to get kind of burned out on, you know, a youth group every week or a Bible study on a weekly basis. But um, personally, I, I mean, I realized like as soon as I mean, the more time I spent away from my groups or like my, my accountability, um, that's when like I would start to fall off. And then mm-hmm. as soon as I would jump back in and do a service project or you know, short-term missions or something like that, I would completely rekindle everything that was in my head, you know, going into college. So yeah. I think it's important to, you know, I mean, like I said, remember where you come from, but I mean, you know, steadily, I mean, steady do, you know, those, you know, opportunities, you know, whether it be serving or, you know, extracurriculars with a group of people that just, I mean, share the same kind of love for the Lord. Yep. Uh, yeah, we know what's right from wrong. And so when we mess up, I think the biggest thing for parents is to remember to love your kid anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, like my parents did a really great job of when I would call them and be like, oh, crap, I failed the <laughs> test. My mom would never like, oh, Brielle, what are you doing? My uh-huh. mom would constantly be like, all right, well, move on. Like, try again mm-hmm. next time. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times, like I would be beating myself up inside and being like, come on, Brielle, get it together. But my mom would be the one to be like, hey, like, it's okay. We all mess up. And so reminding them of like, hey, you're worth it. Like, it's okay. Your worth is not in this grade. Your worth is not in that party that you went to. It doesn't matter. Like you are still you. And that is still true. Mm-hmm. That's good. You are still you. And that's still true. And Thank even you. rhymed. Come Thank on you. now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about to you? Um, so I would definitely say I prefer like listening to music than like reading or something. So mm-hmm. worship music would always bring me back. Just yeah. being like, oh yeah, I love this song or something. Mm-hmm. So like worship music would bring me back, but also just to take the plunge, like just jump for it. And mm-hmm. also the power of prayer is really yeah. big. So yeah. good. I think one of the things with parents, you, you said parents, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, with parents is um, a lot of the time I know people who go in and they might have a strong faith going into college, and but they have parents that are kind of, as you'd say, like they're helicopter parents maybe. They're watching them mm-hmm. and making sure they're doing exactly the right thing all right, the time. Right. And college is freedom mm-hmm. a lot of the time, um, but they need those boundaries set. Yeah. So making sure they still have their freedom but not pushing those boundaries, mm-hmm. knowing within where it is so they can find their way with the Lord, yeah. um, but not being like, hey, go do your thing, go find your faith, um, uh, but definitely keeping a close eye on them. And I'd say one of the things in myself, one of the ways I find myself um, back to the Lord or finding myself refreshed in the Lord is on the flip side of what Jaden said. He's more of like, uh, I guess you'd say more of an extrovert. Like he would say, hey, I want to go to those people and find that. I'm more of a, like I I, I think of myself more like an introvert mm-hmm. in a sense. Like I like my time alone yeah. a lot of the time. I'm not saying I don't like people, um, love being with people, but I like going to the word. Yeah. A lot of the time it's like, hey, I need to find my place at the Lord. I need to find where I am. I need to work things out. It's like, I'll go to the Lord. I'll go to the word or I'll go to the Lord in that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it's also important to, I find a lot of times when someone pushes you to do something, yeah. the further you come away from it. So I, I would say to parents, like, everything has timing. And so mm-hmm. 
something may happen where you have like a roadblock and that it won't happen right there and then I would say like don't push for it because you want it so badly but like let us figure out you know sometimes we need to take the longer road and Mm -hmm. so I would definitely say to not push for it because I feel like we would I mean I personally would be like all right I'm done I give up so I would say for me personally it would be let me like let let me figure this out like let me go through it right yeah give them the space to figure it out yeah I think to Brielle's point as well is I don't think we ever can be reminded too much that we're loved still whatever we're going through you know um and sometimes love has to give that space but I think we always have to be reminded that we still are loved at the end of the day, whatever we're going through. So that's really good. Uh, Caitlin, I do want to go back to something that you mentioned. I would love to hear about your gap year and for, if you can summarize it in this short amount of time, but I know that's progressively becoming a more popular thing, but if for maybe my generation or generation before me, that gap year is a little, it causes parents to freak out. Wait, that's not normal. But it's becoming more normal, and it sounds like it's a good thing. So what was your experience like? Yeah, so senior year came in high school, and I was not ready for college. Like, I was like, I'm just not ready. Like, I felt like I was either going to drop out or get kicked out. So I was just not ready. And somehow YWAM, Youth with a Mission, came across. And I didn't really know what it was, but I was like, all right. I'm going to apply for it because mm-hmm. I was like, I get to travel to Australia. Like, it's going to yeah, be great. Yeah. I'm going to see the Hemworths and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't even thinking of the Christian aspect. And then when I got there, I had a huge awakening. Like, I literally. Yeah. I was like, oh, like, I actually had to read books mm-hmm. and I had to partake in classes and lectures and learn more about faith. And it was actually really good because um, YWAM, you do a discipleship training school. And so it's five months, three of them, you're doing a lecture phase, learning to how to reach out to people and to evangelize. And then you do the mission aspect and you go out into those communities. And so um, it was definitely a growing period for me. Um, I really needed it. Uh, it was I was able to find myself, but it also gave me a chance to really figure out my future because I thought I knew what I was doing. But when I came home, it like completely changed. And so for me, um, a gap year was worth it. Um, It was a struggle at first to try to get my parents on board with it, especially my dad, because they were like, you're not going to want to go to college and you need it for your future. Mm -hmm. But um, once they got on board with it and that we saw what was going to happen and everything that happened with it, I would totally recommend it to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, and I'm just totally making this up off the fly, but (laughs) it sounds like the the stakes are lower than wasting a college year in that way, but the the benefits can be greater. Yeah. And so if you weren't ready, why spend that year yeah. in college if you're not ready? So spend that gap year. Yep. And that's not that's not true for everybody. Some people need to have right. that yeah. that fifth year college experience and that's totally fine. But for you, that was the right thing and it fit perfectly. You yes. know, in that way. So does anybody else have a gap year experience or, yeah? Well, mine mine will be coming this year. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to talk a little bit sure, about that? Sure, sure thing. Um, so my gap year is coming very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Once, um, currently in the summertime right now, when the summer is done, um, I'll be taking a gap year. And that's just because I enjoy where I am right now um, at South Carolina. I enjoy what I'm doing and want to stay there. Um, but I'm not currently a resident, so I'm applying for residency and I'm working for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of just 
earning money, but also um, scholarship-wise. Mm-hmm. I'm taking that year off okay. as well. How'd you get to that point? Um, I got to that point just because money was tight, mm-hmm. and I realized that it was either that or I kind of like come home, mm-hmm. and I kind of felt like I had momentum and kind of enjoyed where I was and felt comfortable yep. um, to that point. So I had a friend um, who moved from Virginia Beach down to South Carolina, and he told me the year before, hey, I did the same thing and it's a lot cheaper, and I thought it was totally worth it, and it is worth it. Yeah. Um, so I thought, why not me? So I've been going through that process, and I'm still going through that process to get mm-hmm. to where I need to be. Yeah, yeah. and I would say, and I'm probably you know, going to step on a toe or two here, but there is a kind of a textbook uh, method when it comes to college, four years, and you're done. It doesn't have to be that way. You know, Even around this table, everybody got a different expression of college, but what you all you all have grown through the process and you learn things that are true about you that are true about God and that have matured you in tremendous ways that didn't necessarily follow the standard that kind of we've been presented for a long time in our culture so i think that's a really good thing now when it comes to the first month of college what's your best piece of advice what needs to happen so if you were going to send off your friend to college be like hey in this month what do you what do you need to do Here's your chance. You won't ever have a chance again to give this advice. No, I'm playing. But go yeah, to class. Go, go to class. <laughs> class. <laughs> Amen. That's, 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 Not that's, everyone struggles yeah. with going to class. Okay. I didn't yeah. miss class freshman year. Great. What's your I advice? Like What's your child? advice? Um, to talk to every single person you come in contact with. <laughs> talk class to is every easy. person. Yeah, because come across, okay? a lot of times freshman year, we just want to like go and grab our group of friends but if you talk to every single person you like make so many more friends that way mm-hmm. and you get to build so many cool relationships yeah which it sounds like Jaden you crushed that you hit oh yeah uh, you, did you know all 100 people I mean yeah. I went to Montreal and literally I mean the first two weeks of school me and my best friend Mo we literally walked around the campus and we met everybody nice. but that's just I mean you that's took your advice that's more yeah. of just yeah. us Good job. I mean I'm it was just more of us, but like legitimately, I mean, that was something I had heard going into college was mm-hmm. go to class. I mean, that being a challenge. Uh, I had aunts that went to Appalachian State, uh, East Carolina. My mom went to UNC Charlotte, and that was just something that they all. I mean, I, I joked about it going in, and I mean, like it's more of a reality when you get there. Like, oh, I mean, I mean, yeah, my dorm's up here, and I mean, specifically in Montreat's case, all your classes are gonna be at the bottom of the mountain. It's like. Yeah, I can go down there. By the same time, I could sleep another hour and wait uh-huh. till my next class. Or like, I don't know. <laughs> that never it's a happens. Real thing. It never happens. It's a real thing. I would say for me, it would be to say yes to when people like wanna like they're like, hey, let's go white water rafting or something. Just mm-hmm. say yes. Like, find communities and be open minded. Like, don't be the person that's like, oh, I miss my mom and dad, so I'm gonna hang out in my room. Or like, don't mm-hmm. just stay in your dorm. Like, go out and make the community. Yeah, nice. Um, I think with myself there, my piece of advice, um, number one would be, um, I guess it'd be a hyphenated thing. I guess I kind of have a couple quick ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Would be what I said before, just kind of make that list of the things, Mm -hmm. the non-negotiable things that you want to stick to about yourself. Also, one thing I like told some of my friends is the first week, like, meet people. And one of the ways you can meet people is where some of the most interesting conversation stuff you can, um, whether it's like NFL jerseys or whether it's <laughs> NBA jerseys or like I tell some of my yep. friends, um, when they, when they go off from high school to college, like some of, um, the friends that I know, um, I'm like, Hey, wear a young life t-shirt. If you have a young life t-shirt where mm-hmm. it's conversation starter yep. or wear something that people will notice. Yep. So you'll get to know people, whether, whether they're the people that you'll hang out with for a week an hour or maybe for the next four years. Yeah, that's good. 
Some creative advice there. All right, let's give some advice to parents. Here's your chance. Give some parents advice for their kids who are starting college or their gap year or their career. So what is it? What advice? This is a free-for-all here when it comes to parenting kids in college. And you've given some advice that we've gone through, and it's been great. You ready to go? I'm ready. Um, Support your kids. Support them through it all. Um, Like, I wanted to do things. My parents were like, this is a terrible decision for you. Um, And they helped me find other options. So if you're going to tell your child to do a different path that they want to do, help them find the other path. Um, Don't just say no. Be open-minded to new opportunities. Times are different now, and they know what's best for them in the end. So, Mm. Yep. Good. Yeah, I would just uh, agree with that. Uh, Definitely being supportive. I know with me, like, just, I mean, getting me through the day is as simple as just telling you, I mean, you're killing it, um, you know, you're doing great at what you're doing, and you're going to, I mean, you're at the end of the day, like, you're going to you're gonna look back and you're going to enjoy this, so mm-hmm. um, just being supportive and, you know, just letting them know that they got it and just kind of being a, that backbone for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely say being supportive, but also let us fly the, from the nest. Mm. Um, let us figure it out. Um, like I said earlier, we're going to hit some stumbling blocks, mm-hmm. but sometimes we have to learn the hard way. So I would definitely say be supportive and be encouraging, but also let us leave the nest. Yeah, let good. us figure it out. I think one thing would be um, don't be afraid to give kids hard truths because there are some hard yeah. truths that mm-hmm. I know I've had to been told or I've needed to been told to me, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, but then also being very supportive of them um, at, from what they were saying there. Um, tell them those hard things they might not want to hear, but then uh, support them whether they choose to not listen or if they do listen. Yeah. So it sounds like college kids are always ready for some hard truth. They are. Yes. I know I am. Yes. 100%. We need that awakening. <laughs> no, I need my life wrecked sometimes <laughs> in the best way. Yes, but uh, yes, yeah. because they may not always want that hard truth, it doesn't mean that we need to speak it we, or that we don't need to speak it. So any final thoughts or encouragement that you want to just get out there as we wrap this up? College is a wild time in your life. <laughs> Stop, I'm serious. Yeah, go, go, go. It comes with good and bad. Yep. A lot of bad, but a lot of good. Good. Well, what a wild Embrace it. four years these were. <laughs> four, five, six. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would just say, I mean, have fun with it. Don't look at it as this big intimidating thing of, oh, I'm moving and it's, I'm not going to have anybody for any friends or I'm not going to have my people around me. But I mean, it's something to look forward to. I mean, I, I know with me, I definitely had a lot easier adjustment than some people would have. But, um, you know, kind of finding your balance with having fun and, you mm-hmm. know, you know, staying grounded. Yep. Yeah, um, I would definitely say it's definitely an experience. Um, look at it. Go open-mindedly, be positive about it, and just see what happens because it's a growing period for you. Yes. So yep. yeah, we're always positive. Growing. Yep. I think um, I'm forgetting what I was going to say. Sorry, <laughs> it happens on the podcast sometimes. Podcast. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, I, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So my piece of advice um, would definitely be, I guess, make your mark or leave your stamp. I know um, these three other people here, um, including, I know, you, Todd, in college. um, We knew each other in college. Yes, we did. We were roommates. Yes. Uh, (laughs) No, leave leave your mark there. Um, Do something for someone else or do something where people remember, like, hey, this wasn't, they weren't just here necessarily for their four years, just class after class. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I'll throw one idea in there when it comes to heading off to college, and this comes from our friend Michaela Reber and her dad. They have a phrase that they say back to each other all the time, and it is, remember who you are and whose you are. Remember your identity before God and in Christ and who you belong to. You belong to God, but you also are part of a family that loves you. So I thought that was really good advice. So remember who you are and whose you are. Well, thank you all for <laughs> thank you all for being on this episode of the podcast. Hope you have a great semester of college. You are always you. welcome back thank here you. at Forest Hill. Thank you, Tilash. Yep, we have loved having you around this summer. So let me say a prayer, and we will wrap it up. Heavenly Father, I pray a blessing on this group of college students. Uh, they have been wonderful leaders at our church. Uh, this summer uh, in particular, and I pray that uh, they would know that you walk with them into this next semester of college. I, I pray for their families who trust you with them as they set off uh, for what's next. We also pray that for all the college kids starting college in the next couple weeks or so. Uh, we pray for those who are getting into a brand new career, maybe you're taking a gap year. God, we know that you don't give up on people and you're always up to something good. And I pray that we would trust that as parents and that our kids would all know that we love them. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to, that we're here for them. I thank you for this time. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Parent on parents, you got this. Thanks for joining us for the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority in their families. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you showed your support by sharing, subscribing, and rating this podcast on iTunes. To watch our services live or find the campus nearest you, visit foresthill.org.